Hello, and welcome to your spiritual journey. Right now, your soul is speaking to you. I'm Jenny Israel, and I'm a medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. It is my mission to help you learn the tools you need to heal your life and discover your deeper purpose. In each episode, I will allow spirit to speak through me, and we will explore energy forecasting, teach you how to raise your vibration for overall wellness, increase your emotional intelligence to open up joy in your life, and guide you into spiritual evolution using topics such as energy healing, emotion code, sacred geometry, numerology, tarot, crystals, channeling, and much more. Take a deep inhale, let it out, and listen to your soul speak to you. Hey everybody, welcome to Soul Speak with Jenny Israel. You are here for your May energy forecast and we're going to do a bonus card pull for Ascension Day as well. So we've got a lot of things to talk about for May. Um, Let's see, we've got just even before Gemini comes in at the end of the month, we have May the 4th, (laughs) which, you know, I mean, for the Star Wars nerds, that's a national holiday. So we have May the 4th, we have Mother's Day, we have a new moon in Taurus on the 11th, I believe, and then we have Ascension Day on May 13th. So these first couple of weeks of May are um, have lots of energy, lots of symbolism, and you know, actually, you know, speaking of Mother's Day, let's light the, uh, my, my, my Mary energy candle. You can see it's Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene, gorgeous prayer candles made by my soul sister, Magda Augustine. Um, she is, uh, on Instagram. If you want to go and find her on magical Magda, where she's got all of her amazing, handmade items that she does. She does body products. She does prayer shrouds and chakra blankets. She does candles. She, she has all lots of different oils and she's amazing. So go take a look at her. So yes, May is definitely big, big mother energy, um, divine mother, divine feminine, mother, Mary, the blessed mother, how, you know, however you bring this energy in, it's, it definitely is, um, the prominent energy of the month. So let's jump right into it. I am going to show you the cards that I pulled during my May meditation to pull in the energy forecast for the incoming month. And there's a very interesting story that gets told through these cards and it definitely is carrying over from some of the, the themes that came up in the Taurus video that I did. And so we will see the continuation of some of that energy. I think most importantly, that vibration that's under everything that is of freedom and liberation. Now, something has been coming more to mind for me from that reading that I did. And during that channeling, if you remember, there was a vibration of earthquake under my feet. And it started to occur to me as I was moving through these cards for the month, the feminine energy in these cards is is tremendous. Um, I mean, all but one 
has the the personality of the divine feminine uh, represented within it. But this this idea that Mother Nature comes in to create balance on our planet. So when the energy shifts too much in either direction, Mother Nature has a way of coming in with her power to create events that purify, that mix things up, that potentially, you know, knock things down. You know, we think of storms or a storm season that, you know, there's there's lots of areas of the country that are very vulnerable to these very extreme storms and weather systems. But we can't deny that, you know, the power of mother nature makes us sit back in awe and wonder. And it almost from a perspective of feeling quite powerless and that, you know, the power of mother nature needs to be revered and respected and that we live our lives within her rules um, and not the other way around. And so my feeling is that when the energies of the planet move in a direction where we are seeing an imbalance in the power structures, meaning man is is attempting to be the more powerful being than those divine forces at work, then somehow those divine forces come in to remind us our position in this world and to create some sort of new balance. So, you know, that being said, may we could be looking at some acts of God, so to speak, through the vehicle of Mother Nature. Um, perhaps there will be an actual earthquake somewhere in the world. I keep hearing every time I tune into that, I keep hearing West. So, I mean, I'm on the East coast of the United States. Um, so, you know, West, I'm thinking, you know, anywhere past the midpoint of our country, if it were going to hit in our country, but West of us is the direction that I'm being taken. Um, and I'm in New York. So, you know, and, and storm systems in general, um, I'm wondering if we might get, you know, some, some late nor'easter storms or some big storms. You know, I, I always recall being down on my, my honeymoon in Mexico. We got married, um, on our anniversary was March 27th. And so we were down there for two weeks after we got married for our honeymoon. And we were there during this, the windy season. Um, and, you know, I always remember them saying what a beautiful time it's, it is to be down there because it's not super hot yet. It's not buggy because of the winds, but you are subject to potentially being part of some major storm systems that are blowing through during that time of the year. So, you know, May would be a bit late, but I'm wondering if, you know, just because of an energetic need that we might experience some of those storm systems, or it could just be forces of nature that we're looking at as the mother comes in to basically um, subdue her children, so to speak, to set things right um, and to create some balance. So the theme of the month I pulled, actually the card that I pulled was from um, uh, the Carolyn Miss deck, um, the archetype cards. And so I found this really interesting that I pulled this card, the rescuer card, because I do feel that, and notice that there is a, there's a woman in the picture and she's holding a life preserver. 
in the shape of a heart. And the, the cool thing about these, these, um, these archetype cards is that it shows you the illuminated side of the archetype and then it shows you the sat shadow side of the archetype. So the light attributes are provide strength and support to others in crisis, acts out of love with no expectation of reward. Shadow attributes assumes that the rescued will reciprocate keeps the rescued one needy. So we see the, the different, but the balance within service, um, where is it service from the heart or is it service from the ego? Meaning, are you doing things and keeping score? And is it more to manipulate the person that you're in service to in order to get something back from them? Like they owe you one kind of thing? Um, or are you genuinely coming from the heart to support someone? Rescuer is an interesting word. Um, the fact that she's in the boat with the with the life preserver, it brings forward that the symbol of that, you know, of helping someone that I've used so many times, especially for those that I do counsel that are also caretakers and light workers and how the entry into that field of work, we often come face to face with our rescuer issues and where we martyr ourselves, um, where we are codependent inside of our service behaviors. And so the rescuer in its light attribute is actually a role that you play standing on the rocks. So you're not in the boat. You're not in the, in the boat with the person because if the person's going down and you jump in the boat with them, then you're both going down. And so the, the more productive role is to stand on the shoreline and throw the life preserver. So you are lending a hand, you are there to help that process. Um, but you, what you are also doing is empowering, you're giving that person tools and empowering them to truly save themselves, right? So this is, this is the balance of being in a service career, being a server, being a light worker, being a healer. You know, these are the, the things that we're constantly having to check ourselves inside of because we can very easily go into burnout. Um, or, you know, in the medical field, they call it compassion fatigue, where you've given so much of yourself over and beyond what really was appropriate that now you're tapped out and you've got nothing left except a feeling of resentment and bitterness that you've given everything and now you're left with nothing, right? So, and when we get into that vulnerable state, the ego can get the better of us. So it's the theme for the month of May inside of the rescuer, I think is very much more, I think, targeted to ourselves and how we still see ourselves inside of this role of the rescuer. And there being a very fine line between this, a savior complex and truly holding space. And it's becoming more and more important that we are moving into the, the rooms of our heart and that we're functioning more from there and less and less from the ego hold over the mind. And inside of this new relationship with ourselves, we're also learning new, healthier boundaries. We're understanding our place inside of our communities. We're understanding our own personal care and our own personal health and self-love as being paramount 
in our ability to give and access our gifts to others and especially to hold light on the planet right now as we are shifting and moving that the the role of the rescuer is really being redefined and that almost you aren't supposed to rescue anyone and neither is anyone supposed to come to your rescue and i think that this is it doesn't mean that we can't be there to support one another but what it does mean is that we need to be very mindful of where our intentions are coming from if there are trauma responses inside of that and how we are serving ourselves inside of these situations it it's it really is coming down to understanding ourselves as light bearers and that rescuing another you really need to be cautious because there is a codependent um, relationship inside of that and that it wasn't our job to come in to rescue anyone from themselves that's that's an inside job and so i think this is becoming more and more um, a point of focus inside of people's spiritual expansion and their own personal healing journeys and so what does this say about the month of may well i think that you know we've got this theme of the divine feminine caring nurturing loving energy of mother but also mother as the the one to put the rules in place to create that balance for the, uh, the inner child that's becoming more and more exposed as we go into this transformational journey of ascension we are really peeling back the layers and everyone's talking about the shadow work well that's a direct that's a direct connection with your inner child and doing the healing there so we've got basically a bunch of people that have been broken wide open and their inner child is now running around so you know this is a beautiful thing because we we really do give birth to a whole new level of healing understanding compassion creativity and play but before we really learn how to manage our inner child from the perspective of the adult that now has hindsight and can provide that very mothering or parental support to the inner child we may have some kids running amok right and so it's mom's job to come in and create limitations, right? Uh, create healthy boundaries to provide an environment for us to learn and grow without either, you know, harming ourselves or we also forget sometimes that compassion, empathy, and, and, and those kinds of things are learned skills that those are things that we get taught. And, you know, we, we often, place a lot of those responsibilities on the role of the mother, right? The maternal aspects of that. And so I think that that's something inside of healthy boundaries and limitations that are set in order to teach this, you know, compassion, awareness, empathy for others, you know, what's, what's okay, what's not okay, you know, creating um, balance, but also freedom to run, to play, to learn, to explore, to have adventures. Um, and so May has this energy. It's a really interesting duality of freedom and liberation. 
and at the same time, limitations and challenges. And if we are doing the work to move into a, a space inside of our heart to anchor our new direction of self-exploration and adventure, that the, the places where we have an absence of love in our lives are gonna to start to diminish. And love will take over fear. But from the perspective of a child, safety is paramount. And so, you know, it's, it is inside of this idea of challenges and limitations, there is a space of safety that's created. It's, it's just a very interesting dynamic to think about as we move into the energy of May, because, and you'll, you'll get to hear this directly from the message that I pulled from the Mother Mary Oracle. I'm just going to read right from the book because the messages are so beautifully written, but it, it is all about moving into the inner gate of the heart and functioning from there. And inside of that space is respect and trust and faith that even inside of these limitations and challenges that we may come up against, that the, the intention is for the highest good, for our growth, for the movement of our heart, to learn how to anchor into that space more, because this is where the true safety lies, not up here. The, the ego likes to convince us that it has the survival strategies and it has all of our safety mechanisms in place. But in fact, those, those safety me mechanisms for the most part are built on fear and trauma. And so moving into the heart redefines a new level of safety and it creates an unshakable and unwavering foundation for us to build on, to go forward, to move inside of our creative spirit, to have new adventures, to break apart from the group that confidence and that comfort and that safety and security that comes from a place of higher knowing that's inside the heart. And so again, I find it interesting that the card used the word rescuer because I guess for me, I don't actually project too much of, of a positive um, energy onto that particular word as it stands right now. I think of it more of, you know, rescuer, rescuer, I kind of associate it with the savior complex, which is what we're trying to let go of, because this is where a lot of the division is coming from. It's like, we, we all think we know best. We all think we have the ultimate truth, the only truth. And that just simply isn't true because truth is dynamic and it is personal and it is individual. And we're all making, we're creating those truths and making choices in the best way we can, given the information that we've exposed ourselves to. And so, yes, we are being challenged to look at deeper levels of truth, especially personal truth. And that we're really being told that, you know, maybe that's where the rescue boat is, is inside of our own heart you know, that we are the captain of that ship. We have the life preserver for ourselves if we are willing to take the chance to look at things in a new way and to take a different journey than maybe we have in the past. So the, the second card that I pulled inside of this particular card pool was the, was the Mother Mary, but I'm not gonna actually share her yet. 
Um, I'm going to go into the the idea of um, the next one is is actually from the Quantum Oracle by Sandra Ann Taylor. It's from the in the intention group of cards. It's a number seven, um, which is a go within card, um, a go go within numerology, go within vibration, um, and this is the honoring path. So the reason why I want to go to this one next is because I mentioned May the 4th, right? So May the 4th be with you has become kind of this national Star Wars holiday. But for those of you who've been listening to me for some time, you know that I often use the analogy of, of Star Wars inside of our personal power, inside of our um, free will, and inside of our God-given gifts to be creators and that we all have the ability to do this. And we all have the ability to work with the force, if you will. And at any given moment, we get to choose how are we going to use that power? And it's, you know, is it the very vigilant, intentional path of the hardworking Jedi? Or is it the power hungry, um, dominating force of the dark side? And so I think that this particular card, the honoring path has everything to do with self. So you can see that the woman in the, in the image is standing on the stage. She's up there by herself. Um, she's kind of looking out into, into the distance. She's not looking down at all of the hands that are sticking up below her kind of in admiration of, you know, touch my hand. I, I want to share your energy kind of thing. She's in the spotlight. Um, she's all dressed in gold and pink. And, you know, I think that this has everything to do with how we see ourselves first and that this confidence, these choices within being aligned with ourselves, being aligned with our inner purpose and loving every part of ourselves elevates us it raises our vibration and people notice that it's a, it's an, a, a glimmer, a sparkle that comes, a glow that comes from the inside, the light that comes, that's, that's nurtured and cultivated on the inside, then comes out for everyone to see. And again, it's about the, the themes that I was talking about with the first card of setting healthy boundaries, loving yourself first, understanding all aspects of self and loving all aspects of self. And inside of that, we really start to feel our worth. And when we really reflect on that self-worth and it becomes a, a belief that we're nurturing all the time by these actions that we're carrying out inside of our relationships and our boundaries, you know, all of those things that we talked about, then other people will actually see you the same way and how you treat yourself or how you demand that others treat you um, is then reflected inside of your relationships. So, you know, again, we're seeing the, it, the inside job, the inside path of work, understanding your true self, your higher purpose, your, your heart led self, healing the wounds of the inner child to come into your full potential and that you're setting forth from there and that you don't have to be worried so much about what the world thinks of you because it's a natural partnership of when you are loving yourself that way, 
the rest of the world will reflect that back at you. It's just the law of reciprocity. So inside of that, I moved to the next card, which is from the Chakra Wisdom Oracle cards by Tony Hartman. So this is the only card that actually had a little masculine character. He, he's, um, I can't remember his name is like Bobby Blueberry or something like that, but it's, it is from the throat chakra. Um, that color blue in particular is the fifth, the fifth chakra in this particular deck. And so it's talking about your expression of doing. And this card you can see is the workaholic. So the story of this is that Barry or Bob the Blueberry had to learn to be purposeful in his actions, that being busy for the sake of being busy has no real direction to it. And in fact, you're coming from a place of trauma in that way, um, because it's almost if I'm not busy all the time, then I'm going to have to sit with myself and I'm going to have to become aware of the ways that I am not happy and that I am not uncomfortable and the things that are not working in my life. And, you know, purpose-driven action brings us closer to ourselves and brings us into a higher level of purpose, which ultimately is the formula to joy and happiness, but it requires work. And so this is something that you know, May is going to bring into focus for, for us. I see so much movement and that actually, we can talk about this next card with that too, the traveler, um, which comes from angels and ancestors, uh, Kyle Gray deck, it's the traveler. So this is, this is probably one of the more prominent messages that I was getting from spirit as I was tuning into May and that that was movement, this energy of movement. And so movement of all kinds, I think there's lots of movement inside of our own lives um, as far as our own personal truth and how that creates a new navigation for us. Because when we start tuning into ourselves on a deeper level and connecting to our heart and what it is we want out of our life, what makes us happy, what direction we want to go in, how is this restructuring our lives? Uh, a new course is charted through that. So we've got that level of movement inside of the um, ascension energy as we become more heart-centered in our lives. But I also do see movement like physical movement, I see lots of travel starting to happen again, people moving around the world, moving around the country um, as they can. I see a lot more people out and about and doing things as some of the restrictions start to lift. Um, I see people, I see relocations going on. And so there's a duality in this as well, because I do see there's a power struggle that's going to um, become quite visible in, in May, I think, once we start to really move into the, the Gemini energy. And so I do think that we will start to see um, potentially maybe some mandatory things coming in on state levels as, as you know, they, they try to establish boundaries, right, and limitations inside of freedom. So yes, we're being given more freedom, but we still have to stay inside the playpen. You understand what I mean? So I think that there's going to be some of that that starts to happen where it's like, okay, we're going to lift this guideline or we're going to shift this guideline, but we're going to put some hard mandatory lines down on this. 
And we're, I think we're going to start to see some struggle in there because I think there is going to be a natural rise um, or rebellion, if you will, against those limitations around freedom that the government is trying to define what our freedom looks like um, through these limitations. So it could be on state level as these new things are being pushed down on people inside of states, we start to see movement, people leaving, relocating um, to go live other places that support their lifestyle um, and where they can feel more free, more liberated to live in a way that is heart-centered for them. So we might be seeing that. Um, again, shifting of the planet, right? Like the, the plates of the earth shifting, movement, um, those reverberations traveling over the globe. So, you know, I, I think that there's, there's lots of symbolism inside of that traveler card, but, you know, bringing it back to this workaholic card, understanding that when we really make the commitment to ourselves to come into alignment with our, the deepest parts of ourselves and heal that inner child, we get to discover a new level of joy and purpose that maybe was in there and maybe it's not the first time you're coming into contact with it, but it's being reignited in a, in a new way, in a fresh way. And now you're actually taking action inside of that. And you're, you're learning the language of your fear and you're learning the language of your ego. And you're able to actually choose a path that's more focused on purpose and love than that you are in control of versus being in that place of the needing to feel rescued right? Because we're, we're moving out of those victim places. A lot of us are realizing this need to take our authority back, to be the authority in our own lives. And that the only thing, the only other authority is God. And as, as we do this, as we take our power back, it's a natural, it would be a natural flow for structures that relied on us giving them authority, starting to shift and fall apart. And the, the deeper our, our purpose is, the, the more intentional our busyness is, right? It's like, instead of just getting up in the morning and going, going, going all day, and then we get to the end of the day and we're so exhausted, we've been busy all day, but we don't feel like we've really produced anything worthwhile. And so, you know, are you determining your worth through these unhealthy habits of, of work? You know, is your identity so tied up in that, that you haven't discovered these other parts of self? And this is where truth is paramount in this, because what you choose as your truth then creates your identity and directs your purpose. So as we move into new levels of truth that are more heart-centered, we will then find our way in to more heart-centered purpose and shifting our identity in that direction. So this is a whole new way of being. And I'm, I'm not saying that this is all going to happen in May, right? But it's, it's also worth, you know, thinking about that this is the month that Ascension Day actually happens, right? And as far as the, in the, the, the Christian faith. And I, I feel that that's really important energy for the month of May. It lands on the 13th, which is a very mystical um, number. And it, it's like halfway through the month. 
So it really does feel like it anchors itself kind of in the center of May and becomes kind of a pivot point for us. So all of these things that we're talking about, a more living a more heart-centered life, going into a deeper sense of truth, you know, this is all on the path to more of what we're calling 5D living, right? And so if you didn't hear the, the IG live that I did earlier this week, I talk about the concept of your personal truth and is your truth creating safety for you? And if you truly are inside of your deepest truth, then you are safe there and it can't be threatened. It can't be taken from you. It just can't. And so you can have a really open and beautiful conversation with another person about their personal truth without it threatening you, without you feeling as if you need to rescue them from their own truth, or that somehow you have to validate um, your truth to them in order to make your truth the stronger one. All of that insecurity goes away because it's anchored here and instead of in here. This leaves room for questions and doubt and insecurity, inadequacy, you know, this, this idea of, I'm not sure if I really am my own authority in this. So I'm going to have to make sure that everyone else is in my boat. So I feel like I'm making the right choice. Um, so this is, this is a different level of truth and a different level of safety. So I would go back and listen to that if you, if you haven't already. Okay, so the next card that I want to go to, um, let's let's go to the Mother Mary message because it's it is such a beautiful message. The card is Our Lady of the Inner Gate, which is the heart. You can see the heart in the center of the card there, and you know this is kind of a, a big theme for May. Um, this idea that we are traveling to the next level of heart-based living. And inside of this movement into the heart, we're talking about a full-on transformation, right? And so we go back to, you know, the tried and true symbol of the butterfly inside of transformation, moving from the caterpillar to the butterfly itself in between, it's just a big hot mess, right? It's like I always say we're in the goo. So inside the goo is the is the pain, the breakdown, the challenges, the limitations um, that are created for our restructuring. So we have a classroom to learn inside of. If we didn't have things rise up to challenge us, then we wouldn't get to practice this new way of being. And we need to be able to practice it to really have it become real. And this is an this is science, right? I mean, it, to create a new reality for yourself, you actually have to change the landscape of your brain. You've got to create new neural pathways that support this new reality. It's like it it actually creates. You can just I can see it in my mind, like all of the things that then connect into your eyes, your ears, like the, that actually help you experience 
this as a truth, as a full on reality that you are living inside of, right? It's like, this is why so many of the spiritual leaders out there talk about the matrix, right? That we're like in this big video game um, that we are projecting the screen in front of us and we're moving inside of our own video game that we've created. Well, it is pretty much true because the brain is responsible for linking in the eyes and the ears and you know all of that experience to project whatever it is that we're seeing around us. And so a new level of truth means a new way of seeing things. You're going to hear things differently. You're going to sense things differently. You're going to interact in your relationships differently. You're going to feel things differently. Things are going to have a different significance than they did in the previous level of truth. So everything gets changed, everything. So this, this particular message from Mother Mary does address going into the heart and anchoring ourselves in that place where even when the limitations arise and the challenges show up, that we are so deeply here, then we are so deeply in our trust and in our faith that we can ride that storm out because of the fact that we know that something beautiful is going to come out of it, that we are in the classroom, that we are practicing, that it is an opportunity for learning. We are being challenged for a reason because we have to be able to look at ourselves on that level. If someone triggers you and creates a challenge, that's not about them. It's, and, and we need to stop pointing the fingers at other people, taking responsibility for it and saying, why did that trigger me? And that's going to answer a lot of questions, not only about yourself, but the relationships you're in, what you're allowing to happen inside of those relationships. Are you voicing your truth? Are you creating healthy boundaries? You know, all of that gets reflected inside of that question of why did that just trigger me? Going back to talk to your inner child and figure out why, why did that feel so bad inside my body? Why did I have those emotions attached to what that person just said? Because more likely than not, what that person just said had nothing to do with you, had everything to do with them. But the way you hear it is all about your stuff. And so it is really learning how to anchor ourselves in this place that this becomes a natural process for us. So we actually get a time of where we pull out, we observe ourselves from a place of curiosity of like, oh my gosh, I just saw myself get triggered. What is that about? And then we actually can create a very conscious level response in that situation instead of just a knee-jerk reaction that then feels bad later, triggers the other person back, you know, and, and we may not get to resolve and learn inside of that reactivity, that place of reactivity. Okay, so here's the message from the Mother Mary deck. My initiations are sacred and no matter what appears to be happening in your life, I am behind it. I'm always guiding you towards your heart for within that sacred temple, the most precious treasure is kept. To obtain that treasure, you will need courage, trust and faith. I bestow my grace willingly upon you, my child, without restraint. You must provide the trust in me that gives you courage to take the journey. Your reward shall be riches beyond all imagining. There is a teaching that is easier to be grateful during a feast than a famine. What's interesting is this was the final card that I pulled from um, the soul's journey, a mandala deck um, by James Van Prague. Gratitude was the, was the final card. 
in that in this particular card pool. In a similar way, perhaps judging on appearances alone, it can be easier to feel the presence of the divine behind the happy events of our lives or strokes of luck and good fortune rather than in the challenges and loss. Yet the mother instructs us that she is just as much behind the challenges as she is behind the more obvious causes for celebration. How can this be? In her wisdom, she knows that of which we are capable. She knows what our heart can handle, how much heartbreak we can bear in order to grow our heart into a powerful vehicle for divine compassion, bliss, and wisdom. She knows that sometimes the happier path will be of great benefit to us. She also knows that at other times, being granted all that we want in the way we think we want it would actually prevent us from fulfilling our divine destiny and receiving our full spiritual inheritance. Whilst there may be... Whilst there will be many times in her journey with us that she guides us along a joyful path, there will also be times when her guidance leads us straight into what we most wanted to avoid. That might be loss or challenge or letting go that requires greater trust than we had ever summoned before, or a need to endure great confusion as we let go of a life that was actually too small for us. We will grow through transition into the larger life awaiting us. What gets us through these initiations is the understanding that she is not trying to harm us or punish us, but to bring us to life. Our Lady of the Inner Gate comes to us with a message. We're being initiated into the power of our own hearts. The heart creates a powerful magnetic field that can be felt within us and around us. As we grow spiritually, the electromagnetic field of the heart grows too, and our energetic influence can become important not only to immediate family members, but to whole communities with which we are involved. This is an important part, we're gonna come back to that. We can continue to grow in that heart power and become influential and sustaining to the world around us. This can even operate to the point that the country we are traveling in at any given time will be impacted by our heart field through which the mother's grace can flow. So before we go on, I, I want to address that. For those of you who listen to me frequently, you know I talk about the EMF field of the heart being way more powerful than that of the brain. And that our heart field goes out when we are engaged in the heart field, it goes out a minimum of 12 feet from the body. So wherever we go, we're basically sending reverberations of love and light out from our heart field if that's where we're engaged. And that is going to move into other people's fields, right? So I'm not going to get into it, you know, really get into it, but you know, one of the one of the topics that's come up recently and I've been coaching, you know, quite a few of my clients around it is this idea that we should avoid um those of us who have not been vaccinated should avoid the vaccinated that somehow those of us who have been vaccinated are giving off some sort of negative field around us. We're talking about the relationship of fear versus love, nothing else, nothing else. So if you believe that a person who has been vaccinated is giving off some sort of bad vibration, all you're looking at is fear. But if you are fearing the fear, then you're magnifying the field that will make you sick because that's what fear does. It moves into all the places in your life, life like an infection and pushes love out and takes over. And so what will your choice be about how you will choose to move forward in your truth? 
are you focusing on fear and planting seeds of fear or are you planting seeds of love? Whatever is happening in your life at the moment, whether joyful emerging or challenging descent into facing a fear, know that it is an initiation into your heart power. We move through these initiations, not by resisting them, by staying present and being with what we feel. This might seem impossible and yet it becomes possible with practice, patience and willingness to trust that it isn't some random suffering to try and to get out of as soon as possible, but yet a pathway that is leading us somewhere truly valuable. Even if we are in dark times, we can know that Our Lady of the Inner Gate is guiding us, keeping a watchful eye on us and guiding hand and a guiding hand at our backs so that we can find our way into the deeper chambers of our hearts. This oracle heralds a time when you are growing in spiritual power. Whether you are aware of this consciously or not, you are becoming a person of increasing energetic influence. If you have some natural sense of spiritual responsibility, you may worry about this, wondering if you are always putting out constructive vibrations. Do not fear. You do not have to be perfect. You just need to be yourself and trust. It is your trust in the divine that brings the most power to your heart emanation and the most healing to the world around you. It is your willingness to experience your life with growing trust that empowers the mother to act through you and for others to be nourished by your presence. It is your trust that paves the way to the inner gate, opening it wide and allowing you to discover the treasure within your heart. It is the riches within that you are looking for always, even if you fantasize from time to time that you are desiring something else. Without the riches of the heart, anything else obtained soon enough shows itself to only be an empty vessel. It is the fullness of life itself and all that it offers that shall open up, open up to your heart as it becomes even more capable of receiving that precious gift through the process. So this goes back to the blueberry card, right? The workaholic. It's, you know, not knowing how to get what you want, but knowing what to want and that there's so much purpose inside of that. And we can fill our lives with all of these things, but if they are not in coherence with our heart and in alignment with our higher self, they will just bring more emptiness. And it becomes a vicious cycle of trying to fill that space with something outside of ourselves, when in fact, the answer is within. And that when we can take chart that course for ourselves and trust that whatever bumps in the road we run into are just meant to teach us and train us and give us new tools, then we have a whole new perspective on the rocky terrain before us. It becomes an adventure full of gifts instead of a path to death and destruction. And, you know, this is the difference between love and fear is that fear shows us that the world is a scary place to be, that we are always under attack, that we aren't safe. And ultimately, no matter what we try to do inside of our own lives, we are powerless. Whereas love says, this is the, the key to all things and that everything that lays out before me, if viewed in love, is just a further teaching to bringing yourself into your highest joy, your highest purpose. And this is where gratitude lives. Gratitude is one of the most important 
assets. One of the, I mean, as far as emotions go, it is the highest vibrational emotion that we can experience as a human being. And it is so powerful in its vibration that the other lower vibrational emotions can literally not exist in its presence. It like blows them apart, transmutes them out. And so in inside of that, it was the first one of the first lines of this, the Our Lady of the Inner Gate. It says, there is a teaching that is easier to be grateful during a feast than a famine. So we're much more apt to be grateful in a time of joy and celebration and happiness when we're getting what we want, right? It's about learning how to be grateful, not only for the things that are obvious gifts, but for the work that we get to do, for the challenges that we're met with, because there are gifts to be discovered inside of that. You just look at where you are in your life today and think about the path that you've traveled to this point. I guarantee you, you can look back at even the trauma and find beautiful things that came out of that that made, made you who you are today. And so I think that these are all really important reminders as we go into this month, because we're going to be growing and shifting so much that challenges are, are kind of inevitable. Things are breaking down and trying to reestablish, restructure, rebuild themselves. And I think one of the things that, you know, has also been coming forward is like, you know, with the earth shaking under our feet. It has a lot to do with foundations, right? And when the foundations under our feet become shaky and um, we perceive that we're not safe, then we can go into fear. And so anchoring ourselves in this deeper level of trust and faith that even when the earth starts to shake under our feet, we are going to be okay. We are going to be okay. And that we don't have to know what it's going to look like. We don't have to be perfect in the process that we just need to be in our heart and do the best that we can at any given moment from that new level of consciousness. And so what are one of the biggest foundations that we rely upon? Well, it's our communities, right? It's our tribe. Um, when all else fails, we have those people to turn to, to validate our truth to validate our identity, to, to make us feel that we belong. Um, and I do see that this new level of truth potentially has the, you know, the, the outcome of those things kind of starting to shift and change. So you may find that your the group of friends that you've been with for years and years, you, it might not feel the same anymore. Um, I think that we're going to see inside of the duality of Gemini, especially, it's like we get to see the other side of people that perhaps we didn't get to see before. And we're going to see it through the way that they're communicating their own truth. It's, you know, this, this idea of where, where are you wielding your power, right? And, and how are you using that to influence those around you and the, and the world around you? Is it a place from the heart coming from love or are you functioning from a truth that is inside of fear? And then you're indoctrinating other people into that truth. So this is power in love versus power manipulation. And some people aren't even aware that they're doing it. They truly believe that they are the rescuer, that they are, they are speaking truth over you because you need to be schooled in this because you're making the wrong choices. That's not for them to decide. 
But if they are pushing that on you, then this is a misplaced power. This is misplaced authority. And it's the question of, does this feel good? Am I to allow this to happen? Does this feel good to me? And really starting to take a look at how your tribes are built. You know, the spiritual community has gone through such huge shifts and changes over the last year that, you know, it's, it's almost as if, um, you know, it's not that I don't consider myself part of the spiritual community because I certainly do. Um, I just think that I, I look at it a little bit differently and I certainly am much more involved in my, my circles, my, my inner circles and my tribe that are here with me than really, you know, I've pulled back from the larger spiritual community, I guess you could say. Um, so I could really get a good look at where I was coming from, you know, like what felt right to me without all of the propaganda coming from every direction. And so I think that this is, this is going to happen more and more. And it could be that we have public figures coming out over the next month, um, you know, that really appeared to be one thing, but in fact, they're this other thing. And that moves the ground under us because we, we trusted that person. We respected that person. Um, we put them on a pedestal, right. And we're learning that this is, this is, we need to pivot on that. We really need to think, you know, in scripture, they talk about this, it's, it's false idolatry, right. It's, it's, um, you know, rev the, the revering the spirit inside of the channel, not the human being because the human is fallible. They are built from ego, just like you are. And so they're not perfect and they don't know everything. Um, but yet somehow we have elevated them to that level of authority. And now they've taken that on. And now we've been waiting for them to tell us who we are, where we should go, how we, how we should live our lives. And that doesn't work anymore, not in, in the direction that we're going. And so we might start to see a lot of this. We might start to see... Uh, figures exposed and all the way from the top to our own inner circles and in, in our smaller relationships and inside of ourselves. It's been kind of an, you know, this huge theme of this year that I've been counseling others through. And I've been going through it myself is the imposter syndrome where you feel as if you're, you're showing up as this one person, but in fact, you are this other person. And the, the, misalignment of those two roles that you play or the masks that you're wearing are that's starting to fall apart. Um, that we are really being pushed into the truest version of ourselves. And so, you know, that leads me to Gemini as we move towards the end of the month, you know, Gemini is also ruled by Mercury, which is the planet of communication, but how Gemini expresses that is very different. But I think that the focus again comes to the two sides of ourselves, right? Um, and being able to have a healthy communication within ourselves um, about our shadow, about our light and being able to find balance between the two things because that's what makes us a whole person. And 
that, you know, we can find that middle ground and might not always be comfortable, but the more we practice inside that space, the more we get to know ourselves and love every aspect of ourselves, then we can live a more purposeful, authentic life that sets us free because we're no longer trying to be this thing that we think is the only way that we're going to get love. We have to be this way so people don't abandon us, you know, and we start to realize that, you know, it it's, there's enslavement in that, you know, the constant fear of being persecuted for who, who you are. I mean, that's just, that, that will lock down the heart in a second. Um, that the freedom and the power and the love comes from allowing yourself to be your whole authentic self. And remember, it's this card, the, the honoring path where you're honoring yourself, your whole self, and allowing that communication to play out in a healthy way without condemning yourself and condemning your own deeper level of truth because you're afraid of it. You're afraid of how that might change you, how it might change your life how it might change your relationships. And ultimately mother Mary shows up to say, I've got you, I've got you. Even if it's the biggest change that you've ever been through, I've got you. And there is joy and there is love on the other side of this. So that's the vibration of May that seems to be coming in. Um, obviously we never know exactly how this will play out and our lives are inside of current events. Um, but it does seem to be a really good month to fully commit to anything that is passion or purpose-driven, something that you've maybe wanted to do for a really long time and have just put it off, you know, like the little blueberry in this is, is painting um, his picture. Um, so finding something that really makes your soul sing and doing that thing, um, getting out, getting, you know, experiencing some freedom, liberating yourself in any way that you can. And maybe it sounds like it's a really good month to take a trip, you know, and, and travel and, and do something that you haven't been able to do in a while. Getting back to the family unit, if you haven't been able to see family, you know, the, the tribe is a big theme for May. And even as we go through changes and, you know, we are, we're seeing division even inside of close families over current issues, um, that love can heal. It, it, it all comes down to love. And so we see that inside also the, the theme of May, you know, with being the month of, of Mother's Day, um, that there is nothing more healing than that of, of unconditional love of the mother. And that even if we don't have a literal or physical mother in our lives that can provide that, that the energy is all around us and we are being supported by the divine mother um, in spirit and that we find that inside of ourselves within our own hearts. So before I close, this, I did want to pull a couple of cards for Ascension Day itself. I pulled four decks that were kind of calling to me. We'll see if I actually need all of them or not. Um, I felt it appropriate that, you know, we, I pulled the, the Loving Words of Jesus deck out. Um, I've got my Heaven and Earth Tarot here. I feel like we're, that's where we're going to go first. Um, Ascension day is the, the final day, um, in the 40 days after resurrection. 
So before Christ fully ascended, um, he was between realms um, for 40 days. And there was a lot that happened, very transformational things that happened during that time period. And, you know, but really it was with his closest confidants, it was with his, his disciples um, that he spent the most time in order to instill faith and belief in such an unwavering, unshakable way that they'd be able to take that out into the world and change the world. And they certainly did um, in that time. So Ascension Day is the day that he actually did ascend into heaven um, into more of a, a permanent, permanent basis, remerged with God, I guess. So let's take a look at um, what card wants to come out of this particular deck. We're looking for a message for May the 13th. Okay. So this card just popped out. Well, there is two. Okay. So we've got the Princess of Wands. The Princess of Wands. She's got fire all around her feet. I mean, fire is a method of purification, isn't it? And then the, the one that popped out with it, stuck to its back, is the Ace of, of Cups. So the Princess of Wands, a redheaded woman stands in the middle of flames. She wears a metal bra and a red cloak. A white skirt wraps around her legs. She wields a long staff in one hand, which ends in a sun with many rays. Her other hand claps onto a statue of a ram with curved horns. The statue rests on a pedestal of stone. She has a headband with a single red feather. The flames reach to her knees. An ethereal cat hovers in the air above her. The Princess of Wands is a bright woman. She burns with the energy of passion and is ready to show the world what she can do. She has a quick-tempered nature and can be fickle. She enjoys having fun and seeks play wherever it may be. People with this temperament are seekers, hunting for what brings them joy. The Princess of Wands cannot settle down on one choice. She must experience multiple options while she learns what is best suited for her needs. Her experimentations can lead to new insights or to get her into trouble. So she is the envisioner, fire of the earth, eager to please, inquisitive, a risk taker, bursting with potential, constantly starting new projects, creative drive, harness your creativity, overcome your fear. The energy of the princess of wands is infectious. She is full of energy and promise. When we engage with activities we enjoy in life, we embody this personality. Our passion fuels the drive of others and we lead the charge. We have a wonderful time and feel in our element. When our fire is dimmed, then it is hard to press forward and nothing seems to get done. This happens when we go up against a difficult challenge that we cannot overcome. We tend to lose hope and withdraw away from society. So it's interesting because it's a lot of the same themes that we were coming up with for the month of May. Um, but her, I mean, she's got the ram here. I mean, this is like an a, like Aries energy, big time Aries energy. You know, the that kind of energy of Aries goddess, fire goddess. And so, you know, when we think about um, the, the Aries personality, you know, we do think about passion-driven creativity, passion-driven careers, 
Um, you know, we, it is a very headstrong energy. Um, but you know, fire has so many symbolisms when it comes to not just the fire of passion and creativity, but ground where new things can spring from transformation, the Phoenix rising from the ashes, you know, fire can be one of those things that we experience that we have awe around its power. And that sometimes we are helpless against it, especially if it takes our belongings from us, you know, for those who have experienced um, the, the a home burning down or, um, you know, those that were out West and for the, the fires um, that were just uncontrollable, you know, fire can take so much, but it allows a, for a purifying process. And there are actually some trees that naturally are like they're built to catch fire and burn because it's the only way that new forests can grow, that that's how they're designed. And so here we see something that has such beauty and power, but can also be destructive that, but regardless can create fertile ground for change and transformation. So I do see this as kind of that feminine energy rising up. I think of the sacred heart, like the fire of the sacred heart um, associated with Jesus and, and with Mother Mary. And then we have the, the ace of cups and there's, you know, we see this beautiful chalice and the dove that's above it, the ace of cups. A hand pushes through the cloud holding an ornately decorated cup. Four, four fountains pour water out and over the pond. A dove hovers in the air. It holds a disc with a cross in it, a lotus flower, and several lily pads float in the pond below. Many odds hover in between the streams. The ace of cup expresses the feelings of a new situation. It is an outpouring of emotions that cannot be contained and need to have an outlet. This outpouring shows up in new relationships when the meeting of two like-minded individuals come together and start something new. The Ace of Cups provides a fresh start to a new day. All the sins have been washed away and it is time to take this second chance seriously and approach the world in a new light. Take yourself seriously and let your emotions lead the way. Wow. I mean, that's, that's about as resurrection as you can get for an Ascension Day. Upright meanings, new emotional beginnings, overflowing of goodness, compassion, initial emo emotional responses, the source of all water. A fresh start always brings the swirling overflow of emotions. How we interact with others around us gives these emotions the power to bring us closer to people in our community. They teach us that we are liked and who can like us. Powerful emotions can also push people away. Not everyone will like everyone else they meet. There is a balance of personalities in the world and rejection is common. So I think this is, you know, learning to love all sides of truth, all sides of ourselves. This is what unity consciousness is all about, is that we don't have to understand um, why someone has chosen the, the truth that they have and, you know, that it, it might be different than yours, but it's just a common understanding that we really are all striving for the same thing. And that is to love and be loved and to be able to express our freedom and our authenticity and find a place for ourselves in this world inside of that. And the Ascension is all about that. The Ascension is about moving into unity consciousness. So we do see the, the reflection, I think, of both the divine masculine and divine feminine um, in those two cards that got pulled from that deck. I'm gonna pull a, a 
a card from the, the Jesus deck now. Mark chapter five, verse 36, be not afraid, just only believe. Be not afraid, only believe. And he's holding a little child in his arms and pulling another one up from the river. It's, you know, it, it is, it's the same message again, isn't it? I've got you, I've got you, don't, don't be afraid. And, you know, this is a message that, um, and I've repeated it many times. It, it was uh, a quote from Phil Good in one of his videos weeks ago about um, not, not fearing the consequences of coming into your full power, that they're all meant to teach you, to guide you, that, they, that, that you are supported even when you think that you're not. Um, you know, even Christ had moments of doubt as he was going through the crucifixion process, crucifixion process, rather, he, you know, it says in the scripture that, um, Father, where are you have forsaken me? And that even when God is quiet, he's still present. Um, the divine has you, that you are supported, even if you can't hear it or see it for a moment, it's always there and not to fear. Okay. This is the Enchanted Map Deck from Colette Baron-Reed. Kind of the question of, we know that Ascension Day will, is a new beginning. We've got the new moon two days before that, which is very appropriate. Interesting. So the card that came out is number 17, Ghost Lands, Ghost Lands. You can learn from the past and imagine a beautiful future, but you must live in the here and now. Whenever you set your sights too far ahead, you run the risk of losing your footing. For rarely do the present and future match up exactly on the enchanted map that is your life story. The future has no substance right now. It is a place that has no grounding as of yet. You can't live there, yet you can take the measured steps toward a goal or dream. These steps are important now. The same goes for nostalgia. You can look into the past wistfully and remember beautiful moments or revisit lessons learned. However, you can't live there, nor can you go back and change what was. Yesterday is gone forever. So live fully in the present. The now is the most powerful place to put your attention. Its magic reaches out in every direction further than the heart and soul can see. I mean, this is, this is a really powerful message because we know we're at a juncture of change. And we have no idea what that's really going to look like or how we're going to get there. So the only moment that we really have to appreciate and be inside of is, is the now. And this is where we actually can, it is one of the tools that's taught of how to overcome anxiety and fear is to train the mind to be in the present moment. Because in the present moment, there's nothing you can't handle. If you're mind tripping into the past and reliving all of your trauma, then the body doesn't know where it is. You get very disoriented. You become overwhelmed. You feel helpless and out of control. And a healing journey almost feels impossible because you're, you're trying to relive all of the moments that already happened. And 
those are old timelines that are gone. They've, they've collapsed and being in the now gives you the opportunity to be all that you are inside of your full potential of the person that you are in this moment and to be, gra be, be grateful for that and, and the gifts that you have in this moment and that the moments that come will take care of themselves. Um, and that when we look too far ahead or we look too far back, what happens? We go into fear and we go into anxiety and we go into worry. And so the more ascended version of being is being in the, in the now moment, um, because that is where we can be inside of the, the heart language and where we can get messages from spirit, where we can find clarity, where we can find gratitude, where we can take action um, in the now based on what we need right now, because the vibration of your highest good is always connected to your now. I tell, I say that to my clients all the time when they come in, you know, it's what you need today, what you need right now is what spirit is going to communicate in your session. So it's not what happened necessarily five years ago or what's to come in precognition. It's what do you need right now for your highest good? So the final card that we're going to pull is from Tosha Silver's The Wild Offering Oracle. And the card is health. Allow me divine to be tender and accepting of my body, no matter what ailments I may have. May I always know it's doing the best that it can help me to be a loving ally and friend to this sacred form of my body. So Ascension Day is a day for renewal, a true, true day for becoming a higher version of yourself. And the body is merely an expression of that. And so it makes sense that we would also set the goal to treat our body like the temple it is. It is the, the mechanism for our conscious purpose. And so when we become aligned with the higher vibration of self, we really come into complete control of our physical realm, right? Our, our three-dimensional form is just following the vibration of spirit. So we are not a spirit inside the body. We are a body inside of spirit. And so really thinking about health is, is, is dynamic, you know, as all of these other aspects of truth that we're dealing with. And that as you move into a healthier state of vibration, your body is going to naturally follow that. And so we are looking at lots of different levels of health of body, mind, and spirit. And so it is the Trinity, isn't it? You know, we're, we're truly looking at um, the Trinity come to life on, on our Ascension day and how it's directing us to, to start a new chapter in all areas of our life to really embody this shift the best we can into our hearts and that we will be rewarded on all levels for it. I want to say thank you for tuning in. I know that this was quite a journey. Um, you know, that's why I like to do these, these energy forecasts um, on the podcast and on the YouTube channel, because they do tend to be a little lengthy, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope the messages resonated with you. Uh, if you're interested in further guidance, please come schedule a one-on-one, -on -one, no matter where you are. I do them virtually or in person. I'd be happy to um, have a session with you in spirit to see what your May looks like. So blessings for this incoming month that promises to bring lots of change. Um, and if you're committed to yourself, 
brand new levels of freedom and liberation um, as we move into the heart. So blessings and love for your incoming month. And again, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Soul Speak. I'm Jenny Israel, medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. You can learn more by following me on Facebook or Instagram at Jenny Israel CPC. That's Jenny Israel and then the letter CPC. If you would like to receive more messages from Spirit directly to your mailbox, visit JennyIsrael.com, scroll down to the bottom, and subscribe to my newsletter. You can also contact me through my website or social media to set up a one-on-one session or to check out my upcoming spiritual development classes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please help support my show by giving it a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Spirit and I will speak to you again soon. Blessings and light to all.